Force O'Neill, thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 346 now of the Ron and Don Show. And yep, we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What's up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, don't forget, you can stop by Les Schwab Tire Center right now and drop off what? You can drop off an unwrapped toy for a child. All of those toys stay in our community uh, to help those that were a little less fortunate than we are this year. So uh, do that at Les Schwab right now. It's the toy drive. Yeah. Hey, uh, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, uh, we talked last week about therapy, and then some re- people reached out, and they said, is, is men, was it, was it, because we talked a little bit about what we learned in therapy, uh, what, is, what are some of the things sometimes that hold us back, specifically men, when it comes to therapy, so we'll do a follow-up on that, because I got a couple letters from you guys, it's really great, so I appreciate that. Also, uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun and talk about what s- some stars did when they went all in to be a part of maybe one of the motion pictures that you've just fallen in love with. For instance, you will not believe what Daniel Day-Lewis does or what Lady Gaga did in order to prepare herself for the house of Gucci. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I think they call it Omnicron as I'm standing here right now. The first case has been identified in California. It is now here in the U.S., Ron, what do you think? They're going to be panic in the streets here. More boosters, more shots. We're going to shut down airlines. What's this going to do to the economy? Or do you think this will, well, maybe it's much to do about nothing because everybody talked about beta. Nothing really happened with beta. But this one really seems to have a lot of people's attention when we're talking about COVID-19 and how we deal with this as we head into the holidays. Yeah, I mean, I think it is something to be concerned about because my, again, I'm not a doctor, but my understanding of how this works is, so let's say you have, um, you're in a hospital and you are, have a, a, a cleaning solution that's 99.9% effective against a virus. Well, what what's the only virus that's going to resist that? The 0.01, you know, version like one one hundredth of a version. So if that thing starts to replicate in some way, it finds the right ex- the conditions to replicate. Well, now it's the outlier. So you've now, in a sense, because you're cleaning all the time, and this is this happens in some hospitals where you'll get, is it MRSA? Like you'll get a, a, a resistant strain in the hospital and it's nearly impossible to get out because they've cleaned so much that the only thing that survives doesn't respond to the, the treatments that we have. And in these viruses, if we're treating a huge amount of the population and then a mutation happens that is resistant, the only ones that are going to survive are resistant to the treatment. So now we're, we're breeding, in a sense, a, a, a strain that is not responding to the vaccines that we have. So then you have to create a new vaccine to respond to that. And it's just sort of a battle to have this happen. I, I continue to be enraged by, had we been compliant with the scientists as this thing rolled out, there wouldn't be an Omnicon 
variant because this would have been curtailed by now. And so it's the very resistance to proper science that is creating resistant strains because given enough chances to replicate, mutations happen. And then one of those, most of the mutations die off, but every so often, every thousand mutations or whatever it is, one of them is going to be resistant to the treatments that we have and become more virulent or easier to jump from human to human. Because that's what the virus is seeking. As the virus evolves and the virus replicates, it wants to find a new host. And so it's, in a sense, evolving rapidly because their lifespan is so short that it's finding its own way in. Like, so if there's a strain that is easier to transmit, well, that's going to become more popular for the virus. So it's this vicious cycle. I think we need need me to pay attention to it. I think we need to get out in front of it. The basic thing comes back to get vaccinated, get boosted, wash your hands. You and I were together today. I I hand you the the alcohol wipes because we weren't by a sink. Can I ask you a question? Wipe clean our hands. Can I ask you? And and I seriously don't understand this. And and I grew up in the evangelical movement, so I I kind of understand evangelicals. And we just talked about a uh, a pastor in our last episode that runs Daystar Ministries and was very uh, anti-vaccine and then he just died of COVID. And then you see a lot of people on their deathbeds that were anti-vax. Now what people are doing, and even people in my own family, this is the way they spin it. I'm not anti-vax, I'm pro-freedom. I'm not anti-vax, I'm pro-freedom. What's your take on that? Really? see you on the other side i would definitely recommend working with ron and don completely satisfied 100 percent guaranteed (laughs) (laughs) if you're downsizing upsizing or right sizing ron and don can help you buy sell or invest in real estate it all starts with a ron and don sit down hi my name is uh, anthony crow hi i'm gretchen and i'm byron hi i'm ollie hi i'm emmy we are team greenland and we sat down down with ron Ron and don Oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing. We talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We would have a game plan and there'd be a team helping us and we went for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams under asking price, which just does not happen in this market. And we could not be happier. And we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support. Uh, We got an offer, I think, day one, that was twenty-five to 50,000 over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? And she's like, no, we're sticking to this. We're going to wait till that offer review, review date, like Ron and Don said. Waited till offer review date, and we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer 100000 over asking. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics. You get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. If someone asked me, in fact, someone did ask me uh, recently how we sold our house so fast. And I said, well, we had a great realtor team. 
and that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Hey everyone, it's your 6th grade announcer, G-Force O'Neill, with Charlie the Dog. Don't forget to pick up a copy of Ron and Don's free buyer and seller playbook. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show again. If you need us, the website is ronanddonsitdown.com. And uh, let's get signed up for a sit-down as we head into 2022. What are you going to do in 2022? I told you to get it done in 2021. You didn't do it. That's 2022. So what are you going to do? What are you planning for 2023? Huh? You're going to be free in 2023? We'll have to see in 2023. But right now... Charlie has no fleas in 2023. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, a lot of people wrote us. Uh, not a lot. Some people wrote us and they said, hey, comes to therapy. Really glad that you guys have talked about therapy. You're open about it. Both you and Ron are. Uh, I have men in my life. The people have reached out, especially women. They said, I got a husband and... Uh, it's not that they're anti-therapy, but they, they, um, they're pro-freedom. <laughs> pro-freedom. Uh, yeah, it's, it, 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 it seems like women as they get older are, don't need men, especially when they get on the other side of menopause. Uh, they seem to travel the world. They seem to be curious. They seem to be open-minded, uh, and open to change. And I, I see a lot of women, even in my own life, and I was raised by a pack of women, as they've gotten older, they just continue to blossom. And then I look at men that are my age, and it's like, I mean, just go to a Mariner baseball game and kind of look around. And it, it, it's, and I've done a lot of this in, in my own life, so I know. It, it's, it's numbing. Uh, you, then you start thinking about maybe your legacy and dying. Uh, and then you start wondering, I wonder when I'm going to get cancer because it's going to end, end somehow, or when am I uh, going to get a heart attack? Or you start seeing some of your friends die around you and you start getting invited to more and more funerals and it freaks you out a little bit. Maybe you go through a midlife crisis and I just had a friend do this and leave his wife and buy a new sports car and do all that stuff. You don't think it happens anymore, but it does. Is Charlie Chun on that court? No, he's okay. licking his leg. Okay, good. Uh, cause somebody's about to get a hell of a shock anyway. Um, what, what is your take on that about men going to therapy? And do you find, do you, do you find that your friends are open, open to, to going to therapy? I think the more I've learned about it, the, the article that you sent me, the thing that I like out of the gate is, is, uh, I think one of the biggest problems, I think men, especially of our generation, you, we literally don't have the vocabulary to, to categorize the actual feelings that we have. And it comes from a very early age where as a child, and you and I both had this, you would get injured when you're seven. Like I started playing Little League football at seven. And if you got hurt or what you thought was hurt, you were told to walk it off and to don't cry and man up. Rub some dirt on rub it. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah. And so you were taught to, to deny your feelings. You weren't allowed to do these things made you a, a wussy or these things made you weak. And so from you were taught to look up to these men and coaches and other athletes and whatever group you're in. It's like, oh, those are bad. So never cry, never show weakness. 
Never show that you're scared or that you feel hurt or that something hurt your feelings. You can't show any of that because that's what the weak people do. Yeah, when I was a little boy, my coach taught me this, uh, and I'm going to use a word here, so if you have kids in the car, and he's serious about this, and he'd yell at us, and we're just kids, that you were to, to your job, my job as a football player, was to go knock that kid's dick in the dirt and then help him up, pat him on the butt, tell him, great job, go back to the huddle, and then do it again. And go knock his dick in the you're, you're You're telling another young man to go out and knock it when you're like eight you're eight or nine years yeah, old you're like, and you're and 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 then you that almost becomes your mantra at eight nine ten i mean here i am a 54 year old man and you still remember I'm at a football game every once in a while i'm like knock his dick in the dirt i'm like oh i gotta catch myself because it's because it, it's it's part of my hard wiring and and i have to say i i i enjoy doing that so you so. take that group of of uh that suite of features the next thing for me was in my lifelong stuff with food is you eat what's on the plate and I'm going to tell you when you are done eating. So we have that thing around your body. Disregard whether or not you're hungry or full. Disregard whether you like something or don't like something. When I put something on the table, everybody's going to eat it and then you're going to eat till your plate is clean and that's how it's done around here. And so you're taught again to ignore the fact if you're actually full mm-hmm. or if you're actually satiated, like I, I ne- didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Like you're full when your plate is clean. doesn't matter how much food is on there. Uh, you're done when you've cleaned the plate. And so you take these two things uh, and combine those together. And so what are the things that men, especially of our generation, what are you allowed to express? You can be angry, you can be aggressive, and you can be horny. And you can work hard. Those are the the four quote unquote feelings. Can you work hard at being horny? Sure. Those are, <laughs> I'm being honest. Those are the four feelings that you have. That's yeah. the recipe for toxic masculinity. Mm. And so you're you don't know, you don't even have a word for sad. Mm. You don't even know like most of the time when you see these men acting out, most of the time they're hurt. Mm. And how do they express it with anger and aggression? So you go into a situation. It doesn't go the way that you want it to go. And so immediately you lash out at that person and you're angry with them because you don't, you don't have the vocabulary or the tools to recognize that what you're actually feeling is disappointment and you don't know how to handle disappointment. Mm. And so, or you don't know how to handle rejection or you don't know how to handle sadness. And so all of it gets funneled into anger and aggression. Mm. And so I think the thing with these folks that reach out to you about therapy is the first thing you got to do is to be able to see yourself as you really are. And so this, the man that wrote this article that you're talking about was like, once I actually saw a therapist a few times, I realized, wow, you're a really reactionary angry guy that is set off by the smallest of things. And so no wonder my kids or my wife or my coworkers are intimidated by me. I'm in this negative feedback loop where I have these expectations that the world should bend to my will. And when it doesn't, I explode in anger and I'm the victim. And so it does take some courage to go, wow, if your range of feelings is, is what I just said, four things, 
then you definitely need to go to a therapist and you can go see him online. Uh, you can use an app. You just need to start the journey. If, if your only reactions are I'm angry, I'm aggressive, I'm hungry, or I'm horny. Like that's, those are the four things that you've got. Then you, you do not have an emotional vocabulary uh, to understand your life. It's really good. Uh, more on the other side. Hey, it's Ron here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans. He's the official mortgage guy of the Ron and Don Nation. And Mitch, I want to ask you this because I'm sure you get it every day just like we do. People want a crystal ball for the Puget Sound area real estate market. What's going to happen in 2022? When is the right time that I should buy? When is the right time I should sell? All of these questions, I, I get why people want to ask them, but from a, the finance mortgage side, how do you approach that? How do you think about that? Uh, because some of these things are unknowable, but people still want to know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I do sound a little biased, but I trust me, I'm not. Um, the right time to buy is now. Rates are predicted to go up just steadily for the next year or two. They've been pressing them down somewhat artificially, somewhat just due to the economy. But rates are down, and they are not going to stay that way, which means money's cheap. But unfortunately, in this King County area, there's a lot of people getting paid a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So waiting might not be the call. As you wait longer and longer, there's all this tech money coming in. And even if rates go up, there's still going to be able to be people who are able to buy million-dollar, two-million-dollar homes. And there are a lot of them. I work with a lot of couples who both make 150k plus a right. year, right? And that buys you a lot of house, and it will continue to buy a lot of house. So buying now before there's too many of those people is huge. You don't want it to turn into the next San Francisco and have missed out on buying your first home. So in the mortgage community, people are forecasting some rises coming in 2022. What does that mean for the sellers? where they're saying, I want to put my house on the market right now and then buy something else. Uh, again, we can't time the market, but what we can do is say, here's what we're seeing, right? Yeah, what we're seeing is selling's really easy, buying's hard. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, that that may not change. It may change, um, but in the, in the short term, it's a seller's market, and gotcha. it has continued to be a seller's market. All right, he's Mitch Weeks. He's the official mortgage guy of the Ronadon Nation. You can get him at Mitch.loans. I almost said Mitch.weeks. Mitch.loans is his website. Mitch.loans. Tell him you're with Ron and Don and you save half a percent on that new loan. Mitch, we appreciate it. Uh, the case study today. Yeah, switch to Mitch. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Uh, this time of year, a lot of people like going to movies, right? A lot, lots of new movies out around the holidays. Uh, Ron, I know that you're a movie person, and I was reading a really cool thing on BuzzFeed that talked about the fact that you wouldn't believe what celebrities do sometimes to get ready for these roles. In fact, a lot of people are talking about Lady Gaga right now in the House of Gucci. Do you know the character that she played on the House of Gucci? They say for a year and a half that she spent most of the time only speaking with an Italian accent for a year and a half. And, and they say when you, when you watch the movie that you, you, you can still her still listen to her and she flips somewhere between like a, a Mediterranean accent, whatever that is, and then an Italian accent, and then sometimes an American New York accent because I think sometimes you just kind of lose it. But that's really amazing to me that for a year and a half, she knew that she was going to do this part. 
And it was so important to her that even when she wasn't doing anything that concerned this movie, she would try to speak with an Italian actor. I think of Madonna sometimes in some of the movies that she was in. And maybe maybe that's why she was often speaking with with uh because she would try to speak with an accent uh, like she was from London, for instance, well, right? Most of these examples on this BuzzFeed list is things like Jamie Foxx uh, having a prosthetic cover his eyes when he's playing Ray Charles uh, or Daniel Day-Lewis, you know, not getting out of a wheelchair while he's doing my left foot. These are all from the method acting school. So there's a school of acting where you have to inhabit the character full time. And it's, it's a very specific school of acting. It, it, it can give you great results, but, uh, you know, I've heard interviews with people later in their career go, I need to learn how to turn this off when the day ends, because especially if you're in a dark character, like sometimes like a Philip Seymour Hoffman would play a really dark character. He's like, I can't take that home every night. Yeah. In fact, Jamie Foxx said he would put these and I had read about that. It was Ray Charles that actually came in and sat down because Ray Charles was still alive. Have you ever seen them on video? playing piano together because yeah. Ray Charles taught him a lot of his songs. And then when, when they started to film, he would put those prosthetics in for 14 hours a day. And he said, sometimes the crew would forget that he's sitting there blind and they would, they would leave the room and he wouldn't know that he's sitting alone uh, inside the room, which I thought was really uh, amazing. Also, uh, Robert Pattison, they said that he <laughs> took completion while he was on the set of little ashes. Do you think that was true? It, it 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 sounds like it's true. I don't know what that movie's about, but evidently there's a lot of ha 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 ha. But he said if if you know, it just wasn't the same unless you made it the same. Uh, Ashton Kutcher, they say, uh, gave himself pancreatic uh, pancreatitis, pancreatitis. Uh, and he was hospitalized twice while preparing to play Steve Jobs in Jobs, which is incredible. Steve Jobs could have lived and decided to die because he didn't believe. In modern medicine, it's really incredible. Uh, Charlize Theron, she wore dentures, shaved off her eyebrows, had her hair thinned out, and she said that she gained 30 pounds to play serial killer Eileen Warnos in uh, Monster. How about that? And then they say that Forrest Whitaker, he stayed in character while playing a Ugandan dictator Idi Amin and the last king of Scotland, even Offset. It was so intense, his family stopped speaking to him for a while. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Idi Amin, man was a bad bad man i wouldn't want either mean coming home to me at night so i don't blame him yeah method acting is a is a strange deal i get it when you're working on an accent uh and you're just trying to stay in character to practice that accent but the other stuff is again there these were all pretty accomplished actors so yeah, the best is uh uh joaquin phoenix when he abandoned his own sense of self he refused to talk to his family and he only lived as Johnny Cash uh, when he was filming Walk the Line. And there's some Academy Award winners in that list that we just talked about. Yeah, it's really good. All right. Anyway, happy holidays to you guys. Thanks for stopping by and listening to this episode. If you want to help us, just hit subscribe. And then every time there's a new episode, it'll just show up every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Also, thanks for stopping by and Les Schwab dropping off a gift during this holiday season. We appreciate that. And if you need a loan, just go to Mitch.loans right now. That's Mitch.loans. He's Don. No, I'm Don. He's Ron. That's Charlie. Where's my son? Playing basketball. You keep your head up, shoulders back. Have a great holiday season. And we'll see you next time for episode 346, 347, and 348. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. Only. Only.
Only. Only. Only. On the Ron Don Radio Network.